You're listening to Curves in Conversation, a not-safe-for-work podcast about the sexy sides of art. I'm your host, Emmy, like the letters M-E, and today we're having a conversation with They Call Him Cake. Uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself. What? I have to introduce myself? Yep. Uh, we, uh, we don't know. We're going to act like we don't know you. We're going to pretend. Oh, okay. Um, I am a person, and I draw boobs. <laughs> And I also make, uh, sometimes I do stuff in VR chat as well. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So there are already a lot of angles here to, to jump off of. Um, no pretending, the pretending part's over already. Uh, I do know you. I think a lot of people know you. You have a very big, substantial following, a very popular uh, OC and Cassie, and your VR chat stuff is really getting a lot of attention, it seems. Um, a lot of people talk about the mall. Um, so I guess a, a good angle to start creatively is when did you start making things? Making things like in general or like boob stuff? Okay, let's start at in general and then use in general to transition into boob stuff. Okay, so um, I guess I've been drawing my whole life, basically. Uh, I I used to draw a lot of comics when I was a little kid, and oh. I, I mo- and I I moved around a lot, so I didn't really have like a lot of friends to play with. So things like drawing and playing Super Nintendo was basically like all I did forever, and to an extent, it's still kind of what I do. But um, I think I started. I I realized that I wanted to draw like as the thing I wanted to do mainly very young, like maybe six, seven, just as long as I could remember. Wow. And I I didn't start, I think I've always liked boobs, but I didn't draw <laughs> them a lot as a child because like everything you draw as a kid, somebody's looking at. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I didn't actively think about doing it until like maybe middle school. That makes sense. Okay. That's still pretty early, though. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I my my tastes, I, I think they got kind of affixed in middle school. The whole, like, big blue, the big blue, big <laughs> boob blonde lady kind of thing. And uh, Cassie as a design has, at least like a proto version of Cassie has existed for a very long time. Even before I made her like a character. Where did the idea really for Cassie come from? I mean, you said that, uh, you know, big, big boob, blonde lady. Man, that is, that's a tongue twister. It's kind of tough to say. Sort well, of was. That's why I said big boob. <laughs> <laughs> was sort of a fixed, um, you know, when you, when in middle school, when you started drawing boobs. But what really uh, inspired that? Was there like something in, in a game you played or, or a show that uh, started informing the design? Uh, not really. It was the the character, even before she was a character, was always centered around like the whole Dolahan thing, and like the proto version of that design was just something I I think I drew her like maybe twice when I got really really frustrated when I was like fifteen. I would just kind of draw that character hmm. absentmindedly, and and because it was what it was, where it was like the biggest I had ever drawn. I'm just like, oh, this is a little secret. I gotta I gotta hide it away. Spicy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it would soon become, like, 
literally the reason people know me, which is really strange when you think about it. The universe is weird, man. The universe is weird. I mean, honestly, that's that's the reason I know you. Um, I've seen Cassie probably for years all over. Um, and I've wanted to ask, really, because I, I don't think I ever have asked. You've probably answered this a million times, so forgive me. But what? why did you decide on uh, a Dolahan? Uh, it's just something I'm into, really. Like, back when I was... I didn't get to use the internet a lot as a kid. Like, I didn't have a computer. And when I did start becoming an internet person, like, uh, you know, reading gamer web comics and stuff, hmm. uh, I, I guess I, I somehow came across, like, headless art, right? Where it's, like, ladies who could take their heads off. And I've... It's one of those things where deep down, it's like, I, I always knew I liked it, but then seeing it on the internet all concentrated, it's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I like that. I want to do that. The only problem was that at the time, uh, the combination of, like, huge boobs and headlessness was never a thing back then. Like, nobody ever did it. And I, I guess when I finally started making Cassie, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that combo because that's something I'm into. That makes you a trendsetter. Uh, if you, you no I no I no, know. you're definitely I I would say <laughs> you're you're a, a pretty big trendsetter in in that regard. But you said something interesting. So growing up, you didn't really have regular access to the internet. It sounds like Mm-mm, not until I was like fourteen, fifteen. So when did you start posting art online? As soon as you got access to to the internet regularly, or did it take a little while after that? Um, I might have been like 14 and I, I had a DeviantArt account that was unrelated to boobs. I actually drew Sonic OCs. Oh, that's where we all start. (laughs) I I, I think, excuse me, most people I know actually start that way, which is really funny and surprising because it's like, oh yeah, everyone at some point is just like, oh man, I gotta make my own Sonic. This is the best thing ever. But um, I had my account there, and actually, this this does tie into uh, Cassie and how she got like publicly posted and stuff. So I did Sonic OCs, and I did it with like colored pencil and marker, and like I was fourteen, but I drew like a ten year. I mean, I <laughs> guess I still do, but I had to use like a digital camera and up the contrast because I didn't have a scanner or anything. It was it was what you would expect from like a DeviantArt Sonic person. And like the the irony of it is that I actually found out I found DeviantArt through looking at Mario art, which because I've always been like a big Mario guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I even as a Sonic person back then, I was still like a bigger Mario guy the whole time. But um, anyways, so doing Sonic OCs and stuff, uh, I I made a couple of friends. I made my first internet friends, oh. and that was and that was really nice and that was really wholesome. But. I kind of dropped off of it after a while because I kind of, I guess I just fell out of Sonic mm-hmm. a little bit as, as many people do, but he's all, he's still there in our hearts. Sonic is there. There he is. <laughs> he's spinning around. He's Spin- trying to get out. <laughs> oh, oh no. Now it, make, now it makes it terrifying. It hurts. <laughs> but, um, so, so this is, do you mind if I kind of uh, tie into how Cassie came to be? Oh, I don't, I don't mind at all. Go ahead. Okay. 
So I, I fell out of doing the Sonic OC stuff. I fell out of using DeviantArt in general, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many years it was. Like, it had to be maybe, maybe like three. I, I don't know exactly. Uh, I One of my friends that I met on DeviantArt, I came into contact with her again, just somehow by chance. Okay. It's like, oh my god, blah, 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 so-and-so. We're, we knew each other. And this was at a time where I started talking to people on the internet more, because the stuff I was drawing uh, at the time, like my, nobody really seemed to care. I wasn't posting it. It was just me and my friends in real life. Like, you know, I, I didn't talk to certain people as much. And one of my friends told me straight up, they didn't care about what I did anymore. Wow. Geez. So, so I, I kind of went back to the internet. I'm like, you know, if nobody cares about what I'm doing, I'm just going to draw what I want. Mm-hmm. And so hanging out with this person, talking to her and stuff she was very she was a very kind person very encouraging and absent-mindedly i i drew cassie again right but she didn't have a name at the time oh. and i'm like oh i i was like and you know at the time i i gave her uh what i considered to be gigantic boobs <laughs> and i'm like i i showed her this design and it's like oh man this design's really stupid i don't think anyone's gonna like this character she's like no you should post it I'm like, I really don't want to. I think <laughs> I, she's like, no, you should totally post it. You should make a new um, DeviantArt account and and post pictures of her. And she, like, she insisted, and I was just like, ah, no, I I really don't think anyone's gonna like this character. But fine, if you say so. And um, yeah, <laughs> uh, here we are. And, and I, I have, I, I have to, I have to think, I have to thank that person because were it not for her. I would not be doing what I do now. So thank you, Amanda. Big shout out to you. I hope you're doing well. Shout outs. Uh, big shout outs. Uh, I hope you're doing well too. Um, we were picking up. We were finishing off saying that uh, the inspiration for Cassie really was being able to draw whatever you want. Um, you were told by someone they, they didn't care about what you were doing anymore. And I want to clarify because uh, very shortly after, that guy, who has been one of my best friends my whole life, he he did come back, and he was like, I'm sorry, that was the worst thing I ever said. And, like, he he, he has apologized a lot since then, and it's all good. It's just that him saying that, I think, was the final straw mm-hmm. that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. In terms of just, like, hmm, you know what? If nobody cares about what I'm doing, then I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, which is huge boobs. And I, I discovered people online who who did that kind of thing, exactly the thing I wanted. And uh, I was I was uh, entranced by it. I'm like, oh, I want to do I want to do that too. So I did, and I didn't think it, anything would ever come of it. I figured it would just be, you know, like a little hobby, right? And... That's boy. That's I think that's where a lot of us start. Is that it, it's sort of uh, just a hobby, uh, uh, something to do in passing, and then it it evolves and becomes something much bigger than than we ever thought it could be. Literally life defining, which <laughs> is very it's which is very silly to say. Oh, sorry, the wind is blowing really hard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Outside. Er, okay. There we go. It is it is kind of silly to say, but it's also um, 
I think the word I want to look for is liberating to kind of be doing exactly what you want to do and to live and be, you know, have a sustainable lifestyle doing that. It's, I consider myself very lucky in that sense. Like, the, the thing about any, like, content creator or whatever is that without the support of fans and friends, uh, it is nearly impossible. And I have had so much kind support over the years. And I, I wouldn't be close to what I where I am now were it not for all those people. Definitely. I know exactly what you mean. I can say I'm, I'm in a similar boat. Uh, it's really nice to have people that are able to sort of support you and, and enjoy what you do. Uh, enough to make sure that you're okay Mm -hmm. in the long run in the long scheme of things uh, is there anything more that you'd want to do with uh, cassie and your other ocs or your characters in general than you're doing right now do you have maybe like stories planned or or anything else you'd want to explore um with cassie not so much because as important as she is to me, I also consider her something I made when I was like at a different stage in my life. Mm-hmm. So she's she's still definitely there. But I think that if I were to make something, I've really wanted to make is like an RPG with Maggie. Okay. Like a like a goofy little comedy game. I I don't know if I'll get to do that. But Super Neptunia just... RPG, but with Maggie. Well, more like. Uh, <laughs> more like something that's like 16-bit looking maybe like pixels okay uh also um i'd wanted to make it fun so in that sense it wouldn't be like super depth to the art <laughs> well uh, you know if the if the game's not fun why bother it's true that's what that's what reggie himself said it's it's a fantastic quote mm-hmm. so the next i guess your next big project uh, that you'd want to do is is make an RPG, make a game. Well, that's in the future. I I'm not going to start it. I don't think I'm going to start it anytime soon, because there's a lot more stuff I want to do in Unity right now. Yeah, like, I've. Hmm. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, so basically, with with Halloween passing, it's one of those things where I have to kind of look at it. It's like, all right, other than making money, what do I got to do? And <laughs> what I what I want to do is refresh my worlds, redecorate them, make them run better, as well as uh, make new worlds. And I think November is going to be a lot of that because I've been I ever since I finished my last project that I spent like excuse me two weeks on, I, I took a big break and it's like okay, time to sit down and draw pictures again. <laughs> and but. As far as like projects in the future, I'd really like to do more stuff with Maggie and Amy. Cassie is like she's a little harder to use for things that would be more accessible to other people. Okay. Just because of how like I mean she's she's like a a hyper character, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah, she's huge. And and, and putting her in things is just bound to be like, oh my goodness, her back, you know, the most basic comment anyone could ever uh, leave, but yeah. there's but there's going to be so much of it. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, Cassie, you you sit on the couch, you drink your cocoa, and just relax because I'm going to be doing some other stuff. I of course I say this, but then I'll probably draw her six million more times. But it's it's okay to draw her six million more times because uh, it seems 
everybody loves her. I think that's your most popular OC. <laughs> she, uh, she's pretty much the reason that anyone who knows me knows me. It's just like, oh, you're the guy with the the Dolahan with huge boobs, the blonde one. It's like, yep, that's me. And getting introduced like that in real life is very surreal. I've got to say, that is surreal. It's, does that is that something that has that happens often, or or is that every like time a... I every time I've traveled. Every time you've traveled? Yep, at least once. <laughs> Who Who's doing that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when, when you're meeting up with people in real life, like uh, like artist mutuals and, and peers and whatnot, and, other art, and artists are introducing you to other artists, they, they'll usually say, like, oh, there's, that's the person with that OC. And for me, um, Cassie is almost always that OC, generally oh. speaking. Uh, I, I did have someone say, like, oh, you're the one that has the dog girls. And I was just <laughs> you like, were like, yeah! Like, yeah! Someone else said, like, oh, yeah, and Cassie. I'm like, yep, that one too. <laughs> I, I, I'm not embarrassed by it because everyone in those spaces are – it's not unusual for characters like that for these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, these are all, like, adult artist people, so, like, boobs don't scare them. Yeah, definitely. But do you do, you do a lot of – well, I mean, before everything, at time of recording, uh, we're dealing with a pandemic. Uh, but do you do a a lot of meetup type of things? A lot of travel, meet up with other artists, go to conventions. Uh, I started doing that in like 2017, and I got to travel quite a bit. Not not this year, obviously, and mm-hmm, for reasons. But I usually it was go to LA in the summer. Uh, using AX as kind of the the main event, but also AX being the most insignificant thing, because exploring LA and meeting people is what the cool part of that is. Yeah. But uh, and then there's MFF, which is definitely my favorite time of year, and I'm very sad to not be able to go. But that's when MFF is where you meet like all the all the people that you know. You what know is what I mean? That? Like oh, oh uh, Midwest Fur Fest. It's in Chicago. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, that's the, that's the one where I get to hang out with like my friend group, and we share hotel rooms, and we go to restaurants, and then meet like all the other artist people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot a lot of people go to um, MFF that aren't furries. They're just straight up like, oh, we're art people, and all of our friends are furries, so we come here. Oh, so it's like a big artist convention, really. Well, it, it's like a big furry convention, but like all the artists, all like the Twitter artists, and I guess fur affinity artists. I don't know them as well, but that's where they all are. So it's just there. MFF is like a lot of oh, you're so and so. Oh yeah, you're so and so. I've been following <laughs> you for years. Blah blah. It's a it's a really nice time. Like I got to meet because AX like you get there's a lot of people you know, but then there's a lot of like professional people that aren't into the like adult community and know people's mm-hmm. OCs and stuff. These are the people that like draw fan art of official characters and they're, okay. they've got these beautiful illustrations and they're not the kind of person that you'd go up to and be like, oh, by the way, I'm the boob guy. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, there are people like that. Like I've, I, I met Slugbox and I hung out with him. And you that was know cool. a, a lot of, um, a lot of a lot of people, um, 
like I saw your friends with like puppet combo and like yes I that that was fairly recent but yeah I'm I'm friends with puppet combo he's a cool guy how did you meet how did I uh, so my friend introduced me to him through like YouTube videos oh, okay. of, of a game called a uh, buzzsaw bloodbath yeah and and uh it, w- it was so intriguing because it's so like it looked like a PS1 game. It was so like raw and violent, but mm-hmm. like also a real game. Really hard too. That's the one where you, um, that's the one where you basically have to like using tank controls go through an obstacle course of like, basically just a trap house, and every time you die, it switches to like the next girl you control, and then you can see the one that you used before and where they died. It's, but anyway, uh, that guy he made a, he makes a ton of like PS1 games. I love I love his stuff. And uh, I I don't remember. I just I poked him, and I was saying I told him how much I liked his stuff. And I th- I think I promoted like one of his games or something. I retweeted it, and I told everyone to go follow his Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then I he just he followed me, and I'm like, what? Okay. So yeah, he's he's a very busy guy. He's always making good stuff, but no, he he's cool. Yeah, there are games coming out uh, all the time. Um, from from him, I didn't even know it was a, a single person. So that's wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone thinks it's like a team, but it's it's one guy. And and I know that he has some other people who are making games under. Like, he, if someone else is making a game that's not him, he'll very much clearly be like, "Oh, this is a game made by so and so," and you know, I'm featuring it here. You know, and because he has a follower base that people yeah. can see. Um, his he actually released, uh, what's it called, Murder House recently. He finally got his first game on Steam, and it's really good. Go check it out. <laughs> That's a good promo. This makes me uh, want to ask, though, so about kind of transitioning uh, okay. what you do into other forms of media and, and meeting other people. A lot of things that I see um, community-wise is that there are some creators, adult creators, that will put themselves in a bit of a box. And what I mean by that is they won't engage with people outside of the box. We, we all have interests um, besides, you know, art and, and you know, hyper, hyper characters, but they don't engage. You seem to engage with things that interest you uh, outside of, you know, your, your kinks and your fetishes. And what I was going to ask is, is there any kind of advice or, or recommendation you would give to people who want to sort of sidetrack from what their Twitter, or what their art's known for, and, and engage with new things? Honestly, it all comes down to if you see someone doing something you like, and even if it isn't in your interest, like all you do is you just go up to them and be like, hey, I really like your work great job keep it up like that's all that's all you have to do because you're you're not like you don't go in expecting to be like oh man this person's gonna talk to me or what like no no that's that's terrible literally just be encouraging and if they if they say thanks back or they engage with you then that's fine if they don't that's fine because we're all just a bunch of people making stuff um no just just encourage and support the work you enjoy even if it's not something related to what you do that's all i can say and like don't do it expecting anything don't do it for like 
I should say, nefarious reasons. Mm-hmm. Just, just anyone who creates something loves to hear that what they're doing is good and valid. And anytime someone comes up and says, hey, I really like what you're doing, keep it up. That person is going to be thinking about that all day. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, and when it comes to people I like that, you know, they don't do fetish stuff or stuff. And if I just really enjoy their work, I'll just be like, hey, I love your stuff. Keep it up. I don't, I think I know I've like said that four times now, but I really can't stress it enough. Just be supportive and encouraging. Hey, uh, repetition is valuable because it makes it gives people the idea of what they should do and engage in these situations and it's or important that you, it i don't think anybody will get a headache <laughs> <laughs> i think though that you you make a good point so a lot of the time and i'll keep 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 this a secret nobody nobody gets to know this this is some, Ooh, a saucy secret some top secret stuff that only people that listen to podcasts will ever ever hear so I'm I'm asked about you a pretty decent amount uh, for some reason. And people people are very they seem to be very intimidated <laughs> to speak to you directly. It's it's always small things sort of like, "Hey, uh I want to draw something and I'm not sure if I should tag cake or I want to say something uh, uh, about um, this picture cake drew I like it a lot but I, I don't want to bother them and what you just said is hey I like this it's good keep it up is, is a good thing to say do you recommend that people also approach you with that same technique just hey I like this keep it up be encouraging and, and then leave Will you think that will start a dialogue um, I can't guarantee it will because I admittedly I've kind of like I, I have like a little personal shutdown when it comes to thing, I, I have like no energy to talk after a certain while. I do get a lot of messages that are just like, hey, keep it up. But I also get a lot of messages that are like, hey, can you draw me and my girlfriend for my birthday? <laughs> and they don't even follow me. And it's like, okay, no, I don't know you. <laughs> but, and, and, but, you know, it's... I Admittedly, I don't respond to DMs as much just because I... Again, I have like no, I have like a battery that is always on low when it comes to social stuff. I do see the messages, I do see the encouraging, I do love getting comments and stuff. Uh, but admittedly, when it comes to that, I, I can't guarantee anything. Don't be scared by me, though. I'm a, I'm not, I'm not anyone worth being scared of. If you want to like draw something for me, just do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Also, that's a that's a thing I've heard a lot actually. Where it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, I want to draw this person something, but I don't know if it's okay. It's like, trust me, as long as it doesn't directly go against what they like or what the character is, like people are gonna be okay with it. Yeah. You do have you do have some strange people out there who are just like, don't draw anything for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And and but uh, most people are not like that. So. All I would say is that just look at the character and draw them, you know, in a way that you think the person would like it. Don't be scared. Just do it. And in fact, that's actually a great way to like meet new artists mm-hmm. where, you know, if you if you want to like, if you want to just interact with someone in the most basic rudimentary way, 
if you're a fan of them and what they do, just draw them something, you know? That's my uh, personal engagement method, except with commissions. <laughs> yeah, it's not like... It, it, it might not always work. It might not... There might not be anything, but either way, you will, help, you will have showed your appreciation to someone. And you will have brought something positive into the world, even if very small. You've made someone smile, at the very least. Which, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, when you receive fan art or, or see... Uh, you know something you've created uh, drawn by by another artist it feels good it's nice to to know that with their time and their effort and their energy uh, could have created anything they wanted to and they decided to make something for you it's when, a good when someone feeling. when someone draws you something you have to realize that someone took time and energy out of their day to make you something you know what i mean it doesn't matter what their skill level is it doesn't matter who they are that person wanted to show appreciation for you in some way and with every single drawing that's how you got to look at it you know what i mean absolutely it's something that you want to remember a, mm-hmm. a lot of people smaller artists are smaller than you smaller than me smaller just people who consider themselves small kind of have this fear of being annoying um, which the way I think about it is if you if you have a fear of, of being annoying you probably aren't annoying you know it's it's usually people that don't have any kind of awareness that typically fall into that trap I think it can go either way but that's you- generally the case well, there there are people like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm being really annoying, and then they, they like keep like poking you and jabbing at you. Oh, okay. And it's just like, okay, dude, <laughs> please. <laughs> but no, that that doesn't happen very often. Most people, you are right though. Like most people who are like, oh, I'm really sorry if I'm being annoying, have said literally nothing but like, I like your stuff, and <laughs> I, I love your art and I love your characters. I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. Like that. That's just the most like humble thing to say. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's like, oh, it's like, no, you're not bothering me. All you did was say you like what I do. You're not annoying. Stop. <laughs> but, um, no, like, it, it's it's fine. Just, you may not always get a response. You may not always get an engagement, but you will have said something that, just, just be cool. You know what I mean? That's all I can say for literally anyone. Just be cool. Just be like, hey, I like your stuff. You know? Just be cool is advice to live by. Just be cool. And, like, I, I know it's very vague, but when when people get those kinds of comments where they're just like, oh, I, I like what you do, man. Keep it up. You know, people really like that stuff. Um, yeah. It's very, very, very good advice. I think a lot of people will feel pretty good hearing that from you, if, if I have to be honest. It's something that a lot of people are curious about. Hopefully enough people listen to the episode for the super secret uh, advice so that they they understand your take and my take on it in the, general. The super, the super secret advice that's uh, published for everyone to see. The super secret advice. Pub- people will miss it. They won't know. Uh, Don't know? Yeah, not a, not a lot of people even know that there's a, a podcast going on right now. That's how secret it is. That's true. We're the only two people who know about it we're at this the, very we're minute. We're the only two people right now that know that this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you uh, a, another question that I had written down uh, 
and Ooh. it's about adoptables. Are you ready to talk about adoptables? Oh boy. Okay. This is going to be a little broad, and I and I might be off on it, but when it comes to adoptables, I didn't really see that being a trend until uh, I I noticed you doing it, and then I, I saw nearly everybody started uh, making adoptables, creating them. Uh, this that, is two things. That's not entirely true. I, I I'm not going to say you started people. adoptables. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, that, that's didn't. yeah, that's that's not where I was going with that. Okay, where I where I was trying to go with that is when you design these, what what's your thought process really? Is is it more about creating something that you think your audience would like? Is it creating something that's you know popular at the moment, or is it just making what you want to make? In, in seeing who engages with it. So, when it comes to the adoptable designs, um, a lot of those are characters that I would have made and then never drawn again. Which is <laughs> which is something which is something I I used to do. Like I used to just draw like these random colorful animal girls. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, like I'm never going. The designs, like, it's not that I don't, I don't think they're bad designs. They're just not ones that I would personally want to have more. I, I'd want to do more with, you know what I mean? But I know that someone out there somewhere would really like a character that maybe looks like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes to the adoptables, I just, my literal only fr- thought process is I want it to just be appealing. It can be anything, right? It, But, you know, it's usually a cute girl, uh... I, I like to try doing like a variety of animals, even though my style is really simplistic. Like I did a turtle girl once. I didn't and that see that. I wish I, I would. I, I wish I would have seen that. If you have the files saved, like, I can I can send it to you later. Yeah, DM me if it if it's cute. I'm interested. I like cute things. Well, I mean, she's been long sold. It's okay. But, but <laughs> it it was gone before I saw it. <laughs> it was it was gone in five minutes. Uh. But no, my my only thought process is uh, make it cute, make it look good, and make sure the colors are good. And th- there's been some adoptables that I have regretted selling, but at the same time, like I know that they'll still get better used in someone else's hands. Like my favorite adoptable I ever did was a. I'm not even into slime girls very much, but I made a slime girl that mm-hmm. I really really liked. Like I drew a cool jacket for her and everything. And after I sold her, there was like five people. We're like you. You really shouldn't have sold that one. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know. But, but no, that's that's it. I also, it's a all. It's always a great opportunity to draw clothes too, because that's what I really. That's one of my favorite things is like fashion, yeah, and, ca- and casual fashion. Oh yeah. So so with adoptables, um, I I get to also design an outfit that at the most basic level reflects what I imagine the character's personality to be. I never, I never like say this character likes this and does this. I straight up just, I give them an outfit. I give them a look. And then the person who ends up getting them, it's like, you decide who they are. You know what I mean? It's your character. I think that's a great base. Yeah. It's just an outfit. Yeah. Make, make an outfit. Cause I, I love, I love clothes. I love doing fashion with with characters. I never put Maddie in the same thing. I never put anybody's OCs in the same thing. If I get you fan art, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting something custom. Oh, wow! 
Okay. If only I was like that too. <laughs> I've I've been drawing Cassie in striped shirts for. She's existed for like eight years at this point. Oh, she's so... young. No. <laughs> no, the she the, the character. The no, idea I know, I know character. what you, I know what you're saying. I was, just, I was, I was saying. I I didn't know you'd been you've only been drawing for eight years. It seems like I've seen her forever, like a decade. That's, I mean, that's almost a decade. <laughs> that's eight years. I, to me, that's been forever. Like I'm 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 an old news person. You know what I mean? Oh, there she is. There's Cassie again, <laughs> wearing a striped shirt, probably drinking a cup of coffee, like she always has for eight years. <laughs> that's that's. A cute and simple aesthetic, and we like it. I'm I'm into it. Mentally, I... we are there. Yes. When it comes to aesthetic, and this might be my last my last talking point here, is I think you have a very easy to pin aesthetic. It's easy to recognize when something comes from you, is what I'm trying to say, because of your your choice of of colors and clothing and design where does your fashion sense and aesthetic come from uh that's a little hard to well i guess not really um a lot of what i draw comes really heavily from like kirby and mario and drawing that kind of stuff as a kid and basically getting to only play kirby and mario as a kid so uh the whole color thing, though, that actually came from a period in my life where I wanted to draw skateboard stickers. Oh, wow! Yeah, I. So my 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 art style, if you were to give it, if you were to pinpoint it, you could say like Kirby and Mario, specifically like Paper Mario, because that pa- Paper Mario was actually when I knew officially it's like, yeah, I want to draw, because. Uh, you you mind if I you mind if I deviate slightly? Go ahead, De- deviate away. Okay, okay. So, um, for me, Paper Mario One is my favorite game ever, and I think that it was a really big turning point for me because it looked like little drawings to me moving around, and that's when I realized that it's like, oh wow, like art just doesn't it doesn't just have to be like comics or pictures or whatever it, it you can you can do things with them yeah it could be whatever you want so, to be yeah so with 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 paper mario i that's when i got really into drawing but it was still a lot of like mario and kirby later on um obviously anime is a big influence like mm-hmm. like most people around here <laughs> uh, anime is very very appealing sometimes and when it came to my colors. I, I wanted to drastically switch up my colors very like at some point early after drawing Cassie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just go bright as heck. And I looked back on my inspiration for skateboard stickers. Like have you ever seen those like sticker bomb stuff? I was going to ask, um, but but no, I don't I don't think so. So the cool thing about like skateboard art and sticker art specifically you know by skateboard companies or whatever is that it could literally just be anything it doesn't matter it can just be the most random doodle you could think of and to me it's one of the best things ever i I love that it's just so chaotic and it's so different 
anyone can make anything and then make it a sticker. And and, and say, the same applies to skateboard art. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many skateboard pictures out there. Like skateboard pictures, <laughs> photos yeah, of guess, skateboards. Yeah, yeah, there they are. Look at them lined up. Can't see the art, but they're there. Uh, no, like like deck art. There's so many different things on the bottoms of them, and the the possibilities are just so endless, right? And what I really I, I got a lot of my color from looking at various like skateboard sticker art and just kind of wanted to go as bright and like not traditional anime looking mm-hmm. I guess you could say and it, that just kind of stuck I, I actually don't even think about colors when I color things it, that's something uh, it's like that, coded into you it, it frustrates people quite a bit when they're like oh how do you how do you get what do you do when you think of colors how do you think of your color? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, I just do it. I'm sorry, I can't describe it. I just, I, I literally just do colors that I think I that looks good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. That's 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 your secret. You're never thinking. I I no no my, <laughs> my my brain is just a boob. There's nothing in there. And it's but, what pr- it it makes cute girls and good art and and good good color design thank you i when it when it comes to like my style i don't know how to look at my own stuff right because people are like oh that's really cute when i'm not thinking of it as cute you know what i mean i'm just kind of making it Mm. and i i also think that a lot of what i do is compensation for like lack of skill because Mm. i don't i don't consider myself a very skilled person but i at the very base, I do think I know how to make something look good. I consider myself more of like a designer than an artist, you know? What's the difference? Um, well, with design, uh, it's not so much a focus on like, I'm drawing an illustration of human beings, you know what I mean? Yes. It's more like I'm trying to make something that is appealing maybe compositionally or whatever. Okay. And I and I, I think of it the same way when I like make a mall or something in VR chat. Where it's like, okay, what colors are here? What does it look like when someone is standing here? Is there anything that sticks out that's just weird or not appealing? You know, I want I want everything to look appealing everywhere. You know what I mean? Definitely. And because of that, like I, I'm not the best at like anatomy. I'm not the I'm not the most technically skilled person but i do apply my basic like desire for cute things that are colorful and look good and i i I apply that to pretty much everything i do where it's like does it look good if you look at it from a distance will you say oh that's pretty good you know i Um, think it's it's a bit of a curse though i have to admit because Sometimes I'll I'll work like really really hard on something like oh man I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this really good and then someone looks at it and is like oh that's cute and then walks <laughs> away I'm like <laughs> did it again <laughs> but I, there's worse things to do I guess so I'm I'm grateful that I at least I have something you know what I mean certainly when it when you're when you're making something and it's it's visually appealing because I I don't think there's anybody who would see something that you've created or or something that you've drawn and not find it visually appealing unless that was your intent because just 
that's that's coded into you. It's part of your design profile is to make things that are easy on the eyes, which I, I think is a skill. I think you're very skilled when it comes to Thank that. You. And and you should kind of remember that. It's it's important to lean on your strengths and that's a, a major strength of yours. It's I it's at some point good. at some point I was I was very frustrated with myself about how I drew and how I colored. Right? Mm-hmm. And it took me a little while to realize that it's like doing different things is great, but if the goal is to make an image, then there's nothing wrong with using what you know to make stuff. You know what I mean? It's you. you it's like you said. You re, if you rely on your strengths and you just do what you want, what you want to see. Even if you wish that you could do some other things, you know, always try to do other things, but never feel bad about what you can do. You know what I mean? I think that's what, that's the long, that's the too long didn't read version of this long winded sentence I'm trying to say, basically. TLDR, try new things, press your strengths, don't be afraid to engage with what you can create. Yeah, don't be, don't worry about it if like, oh, I, I want to, do this thing but i'm also i'm primarily good at doing this thing you know what i mean that's like gonna, the title of the title of the episode is don't worry about it you're fine I, don't worry <laughs> about it you're fine stay be cool just be cool that's the name no but absolutely i i know what you're trying to say here and i think it's it's important for a lot of people to remember that mm-hmm. artists are really hard on themselves they're some of the some people that are the hardest on themselves that well nobody's ever good enough that's the thing you no matter where you are uh you're gonna look at someone else and be like oh man i wish i could do that but then you realize that the only reason they can do that is because they tried really really hard and they also have their own influences that and you have different influences and that's why you do what you do when you're posting something definitely when you're posting something everyone sees the end result they they do not see all of the time and effort years of practice and, and training that it took to get there, which is, it's hard to remember, but you have to, otherwise you'll go crazy. Nobody is perfect instantly. It's a process. And it's also good to remember that the pressure, especially around these parts, is very low. Like, you know, you, when you make a drawing, you're going to be looking at all the mistakes you make, you know, constantly. Like, oh man... I, I didn't draw this right. I didn't draw this right. But you got to understand that people who are looking at it are looking at like tons of other things at the same time. And they're going to pass by your drawing and they're going to be like, eh, or they're going to be like, oh, I like that. And they're not going to think about nearly as hard as much as you do. It, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to be better every time. But just remember that like very rarely will you have someone sit down and look at every little thing you do just to criticize you which right. it does it does happen <laughs> it it definitely does happen but it's not, not for the, the norm majority. it's definitely not the norm definitely like if you're if if you're the kind of person that does that you're you're strange you are a strange person it, it most is people, very strange <laughs> most people just look at art and it's like i like that you know just just all you can do is really just try to do, outdo yourself the next time so, and and don't worry about it. Just just make stuff you want. Make stuff you want. Don't worry about it. Don't take cool. the criticism too much to heart and be cool. So Well 
criticism is an interesting point because it 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 is helpful. Criticism is helpful, but when it's when it's good criticism. When I when I said criticism, I didn't mean people genuinely giving you advice. I, I meant the kind of uh, mean spirited or the or uh, the uh, her, her her back. Yeah, that kind ooh, of thing. Ouch. <laughs> I was. Did you see the jar? By the way, the oof ouch her back jar. I did not see the jar. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I made this. I made this picture once where it was a. It was really a study of a glass jar more than anything, like a mason jar. Okay. And I, I put a sign on it that said "oof ouch her back," and the whole point was that anytime you would say that, I like. There was a time. You gotta put a nickel in the jar. As a joke, I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, if you leave this comment, I'm going to put the jar here and then leave like, what is it? Coffee? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Coffee. I always say, I always say Ko-Fi, but I, I know it's coffee because the logo is coffee cup. The idea was literally like, if you say this, you have to, you have to pay money or you just get blocked. I never did that. <laughs> I never did that, but that was the idea. And then getting to see so many people use that jar, like made me really happy because at, at some point, people that started leaving those comments were getting shamed, rightfully so, and I it it made me laugh. It's it's funny. I I need to I need to find the jar. So, Cake, I want to definitely thank you for your your time today, and thanks for coming on. Uh, final segment. This is always how I spin the end. But if there's anything that you'd like to promote or let people look at your personal links uh, if you have like a patreon or a coffee anything that you want to share now is the time to do it shameless self-promotion the floor is yours uh honestly if you search my name you'll you'll find where i'm at like i have the same username for pretty much everything like my twitter i i've made it kind of a point to have like one consistent username you know you know so i'm easy to find what is the username uh, it's they call him cake, all lowercase. And that a, is where a, to find you everywhere. Pretty much, I, my Twitter is where I mostly post. Um, I sometimes post on Instagram, but that's not as friendly when it comes to like formats. Yeah, it's uh, weird for art, isn't it? It uh, 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 gifs don't work very well. They, as in, not at all. You can't post <laughs> gifs on Instagram. Uh, it's not meant for like art, really. It's meant for photos, right? And selfies and stuff. But uh, I also have a Redbubble, which I haven't done anything with a while. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> my, mo- my, my, most, my best thing on Redbubble got taken down by Nintendo, so that's unfortunate. Nah, boo. Uh, did you ever see the picture of Isabelle with a gun in, like, in the Mario Kart? <laughs> no. You never saw that? No, I've missed so much lore. Oh, no. Well, I drew a picture of Isabel with a gun in a Mario Kart, and uh, I put it on Redbubble, and that was that picture got memed to hell and back. And then Nintendo actually issued a takedown of it because I guess I don't know it got enough attention. It got too popular, but wow, wow! That's probably out of all the things I've done, that's probably the most famous thing I've done, other than the co- the clown penis comic. It uh, there's I. Oh my gosh, so much lore. <laughs> this just it just keeps going. Uh, but I I want to go ahead cuz you know we're we're almost at an hour here. Uh I I want to go ahead and definitely thank you for uh, coming on the Curves and Conversation podcast. 
and I want yeah, to thank thanks it. for inviting me. I'm oh, sorry if I got a little long-winded. Never. It's it's a podcast. It's a casual conversation. There are no rules here, and I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.